Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for listening. It's Friday, June the 11th and the day football fans have been waiting a year for. Finally, Euro 2020 gets underway tonight. Love or loathe the beautiful game. You're probably not going to get away from it for the next month or so. So we're going to kick off, pardon the pun, today's podcast with all you need to know from our sports editor, Matthew Panting. Well, the Euros were originally going to be played last summer, hence it's Euro 2020 taking place in 2021. There are 24 nations involved, including England, Wales and Scotland, with games being played in 11 different countries across Europe, including England, with uh, England Wembley hosting the final. The next few weeks we'll see group matches, the teams will then qualify for the last 16 and the knockout stages, with the final taking place on the 11th of July. England are in Group D alongside Croatia. Scotland and the Czech Republic. You'd expect them to get through the group stages and then it will be interesting to see if they can capitalise on home advantage. England play their first game on Sunday against Croatia, who were World Cup finalists three years ago, so that won't be a walk in the park. But with the top two going through and even spots for the best placed teams in third uh, in the groups, then you'd think it would be a massive upset if England didn't progress. We've got to get the, the right balance, find the players that are in form, find the players that we think are our best players for different games, but we're going to need them all. The players that start game one, there'll be changes during the game and we need game changes from the bench. We're fortunate that we've got players that can do that as well. Now Southgate has certainly delivered on PR terms since he became England manager and indeed he's brought that England team a lot closer to the fans than ever before in our generation. But as any manager and indeed football fan will tell you, football is a results business and ultimately he'll be judged on how successful England are. Well, many pundits will fancy England's chances, but there are plenty of excellent sides in this competition. Portugal are the holders, while France are the 2018 World Cup winners, so both will be expected to do well. Belgium ooze class all over their squad, and you can't discount Spain. Personally, I've got a feeling about Italy. Roberto Mancini's their manager, and he's really revitalised the way they approach their football in the past couple of years, and it wouldn't surprise me if they were to reach the final. Pubs are also looking forward to welcoming fans with many planning on showing the games on large screens. Phil Thorley is from Thorley Taverns, who run a number of pubs in Thanet. Euros is fantastic. You know, it's been delayed a year. However, here we are and we're just at the doors of it kicking off now. Um, pubs are exactly the environment that people want to come together and, and have that shared experience of watching our national team play. Uh, I think Mr Southgate's got a really good squad this time, so I'm hoping that we, we may go far. Um, I myself am saying semi-finals, Lucy. That's where I think we're going to get to. So fingers, arms and legs crossed. Yeah, I guess it's sort of added pressure from your point of view. You want England to go far because it will it will get the fans in to sort of watch all those games. Yeah, look, look undoubtedly that, that is the case. The, 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 the further that we go in the competition, the better it is for business. Um, at the moment, we are um, tables of six sitting down. So we are almost fully booked for Sunday. So have you, have you got sort of special events going on at all for the England Games or, or the final or anything like that? Yes, we've upgraded TV screens. We've got outside marquees. We've got big screens in marquees. Uh, we've put some investment behind it um, and we're going to have a lot of fun with the whole situation. Um, I think that, you know, being England, uh, being an England fan, I'm, I'm, I've kind of got used to win, lose or draw. You never know how far we're going to get in this. 
but we've put some money behind it. We've put our money where our mouth is and, and our teams are all really, really looking forward to it. Well, you can head to Kent Online or follow our socials to see where you can watch the matches on big screens across the county. It's been a very long wait for England to bring home a major footballing trophy, but one man hoping they'll do it this time is actor Will Meller. He's released a version of footy song Vindaloo and was on our sister radio station, KMFM Breakfast with Gary and Laura this morning. It was like an England anthem and it was a fan favourite and I loved it. And I just thought I'd love to re-release Vindaloo and get people's spirits up, put smiles on people's faces um, and, and get people excited for the Euros and get behind England. But also do it in aid of a great cause, which is the NHS uh, and their charities and saying a big thank you to the frontline workers and key workers and the NHS. So I got on the phone and said what I wanted to do. And I got a lot of help from my friends, Paddy McGuinness and Keith Lemon and Danny Dyer and Bez from the Happy Mondays and, you know, Rowetta and, uh, yeah, and they're all involved in the song and the video. And I got a production company on board and music producers who all got on board and they all did it for nothing for free to raise as much money as we could for the NHS. You can't resist singing along, can you, though? It just gets you every time. You just yeah. can't resist it. You don't even have to know the words too much because it's just the melody and na na na. I just yeah. we're going to score one more than you. Who surprised you once you got in recording? Who were you like? Actually, he can, he's got you know he can carry this. Paddy nailed it straight away. He's, he's got a line that he goes, "May I introduce you, please, to a dunk of cheddar cheese?" And he did it in a posh voice, and, and we was like, "Who was that voice?" He yeah, went, what was I'll that? Do it, I'll do it northern. I'll do it northern. <laughs> and he nailed it, and it's so funny. Danny Dyer was great. He has to do a kick, and he does his. Um, he does his dialogue and his line. And the worst one, Keith Lemon, he came in and he got his timing wrong nearly every time. We, actually, <laughs> we, were, we were just queuing him all the time going, oh, now, now, <laughs> Go, now. go, Keith, when go. We nod, when we nod our heads, sing, Keith. What's the score going to be? England, Croatia, Sunday afternoon. 2-1 England. Yes. That's what I'm yes. going for. I'm, I'm going for we're going to score one more than you. Head along to Facebook and Twitter today to let us know on our social question who you think is going to win the tournament. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and for the second time in 10 months, bosses in Kent say they can no longer look after any more unaccompanied asylum-seeking children. Kent County Council say from Monday they'll have to turn away young refugees. The number in their care has now reached an unsafe capacity, rising from 274 to more than 400 since the beginning of the year. Sue Chandler heads up children's services at KCC. There was a scheme put in place which is called the National Transfer Scheme. Uh, and this was intended to prevent this kind of thing happening to Kent or any other authority who had a disproportionate number of young people. Um, but this has, has worked on a voluntary system or should we say hasn't worked on a voluntary system and so um, we haven't been able to transfer the number that we need to from Kent to other local authorities um, and so we've been very much of the view that the government has the power to mandate to make compulsory this this distribution but they have chosen not to do so uh, despite having the legislative powers to actually put it in place. So, and that's what we've been calling for since since we reached this crisis last year. It really is a desperate situation at the moment where the Home Office, in response, says it's provided substantial operational support already, including transferring asylum seekers in need of help to other local authorities. Meantime, the Home Secretary is facing a call to resign over comments she made about Napier Barracks in Folkestone. An MP says Pretty Patel's claims that decisions to use the site to house asylum seekers were based on Public Health England advice were not factually correct. 
More than half of adults in Kent have now had both doses of a coronavirus vaccine. That's nearly 800,000 people across the county. Latest figures show 77% of the population has had at least one jab, but COVID cases have increased by a third in the first week of June. Residents on a Canterbury council estate say they're worried about their health, one even asking for a malaria jab as rubbish is overflowing onto the streets outside their homes. People living on Jesuit Close say they're embarrassed about piles of stinking waste near communal bins, which isn't being cleared. Well, the council say they're looking into the situation and will see if they can improve anything. A Kent farmer reckons Brexit has caused a massive hole in the number of people coming to the UK to pick fruit in the summer months. The MD of Winterwood Farms near Maidstone says the number of seasonal workers applying to them is down 90% in the last two years. It's feared it could affect supplies in supermarkets. The government insists producers have the support they need. A really sad update now on a story from yesterday and an abandoned dog found with a suspected gunshot wound in Faversham has died. Vets tried to save Nellie, the Jack Russell Terrier, after she was discovered on the side of Eastling Road. The local council's stray dog service says to stop her suffering, it was thought best to put her down. Kent Online reports. Now, be honest, how much food do you reckon you throw away each week? I know that I can certainly be guilty of it. Well, now there's an app that's being launched in Kent to help reduce the amount that's wasted. Food Loop has been created by Produced in Kent and it's going to link together different organisations to make sure that food goes to those who need it most. Flora Huta is from Produced in Kent and she's been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. In the UK every year we waste uh, over 6.5 million tonnes of food and 4.5 million tonnes of that is still edible. So what can we do with that better? Um, we also have a problem of an increasing amount of people in Kent in particular uh, during COVID and, and post-COVID in particular with limited access to good, nutritious, healthy uh, food. So how do we solve those problems? So we came up with an idea for an app uh, in the No Food Wasted Forum and we've branded the app Food Loop. So what Food Loop does is bring supply of surplus food and edible food waste in touch with demand. So the suppliers of this uh, surplus food, as I said, growers, retailers, producers, hospitality businesses, um, can offer their surplus food on, on the app. And then on the other hand, you've got the takers of surplus food and food waste, which can be other businesses or charities or community initiatives, businesses who use surplus food in a new product or charities or community initiatives that redistribute that, uh, that, that edible surplus food to people who need it in touch with each other. So one offers the food, the other sees the offer on the app and responds, and then they go offline and they agree to um, either the, the person offering it donates it or sells it on. That, that decision is up to them. We just provide the introduction to each other. So in that way, it becomes far more visible to uh, the suppliers of surplus food, those who have it, what alternative ways there are to redistribute that food uh, instead of putting it in the anaerobic digester or or uh, it ending up in landfill, which is, of course, something we absolutely want to avoid. Medway is going to apply for city status as part of celebrations for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee next year. The council's announced it's entering the Civic Honours competition, which will be judged on community pride, heritage and innovation. 
Medway's latest bid to become a city in 2012 was, obviously, unsuccessful. A £20 million hotel is finally opening in Canterbury today, eight years after the plans were first unveiled. The six-storey Hampton by Hilton has 129 rooms, plus a rooftop restaurant, which won't be launching for another few months. It's been built on the site of the former Slatter's Hotel, and it's hoped it will be a big boost for the local economy. And free tickets to top attractions in the county are going to be given away this summer as part of the Kent Bigger Weekend. The event was postponed last year but will now happen at the end of this month. More than 50 attractions are taking part, including castles, animal parks, water sports centres and theatres. You can find out how to register in the ballot at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Cricket and Kent are back in T20 blast action later as they welcome Middlesex to Canterbury. The Spitfires won their opening game against Hampshire on Wednesday and will be looking to continue their good start to the campaign. Play is due to get underway at seven and we'll have details of the result in bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM from eight tomorrow morning. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM group newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast